Welcome to Life Unedited, Working Women. This is our podcast where we talk about what drives us, what we've learned, and what inspires us. We are both working mothers, run our own businesses, and love to share it all with each other and you. We commiserate and laugh and curse a little, but we end up smarter and building camaraderie with each other and other boss women. I am Aisha Hamilton, the owner of the Hamilton Law Firm. And I'm Elisa McCabe, the owner at First Steps Financial. And this is Life Unedited, Working Women. Today, we're talking about being an unapologetic mother, which I think those two words probably never have gone together. (laughs) Oh, we're going to teach you how. (laughs) I think that, okay, so I'm going to start with my challenge, which it was a huge moment for apologies, and I didn't. I was in a meeting, and my daughter was doing an online math class, and she came in the room where I was in my meeting crying because she's frustrated from the math class. And I'm like, I can't help you. Like, I can't, I can't hug you. I, it, it's like, I don't know what to tell you. I'll, I'll be with you in a minute. <laughs> there's, no, there's no answer for it. Did I feel like crap? Absolutely. Wait a second. Did she build resilience? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, you know what happened to, I was like, I don't know what to tell you because I can't make sure I don't have a meeting at the time when you have the math class and sit with you every time because two reasons, like I probably not good for my business, but, but secondly, then what does she learn from it? Right. And, and honestly, Are you teaching her a life skill that every time life gets hard, mom will be sitting next to me and so it'll be okay? Um, Or is it the life skill of I'm going to go look for mom because I need her right now. But if I don't get her, I can figure this out. Mm. I can work through it. And when you struggle, I mean, I'm sure you've found this too. When you struggle, it's when you gain self-confidence. That's right. It's when you go through adversity. Not too much adversary. We don't want anything slamming us down and squishing us. So we started this subject for, uh, we start a post on LinkedIn, which we loved. So there is a thing that we follow called the female lead. And they have like 2.6 million followers. But spot on, it's great. And the thing that they posted was, it says, you absolutely have to become okay with not being liked. No matter how loving or how kind you are, you will never people please your way into collective acceptance. You could be a whole ray of sunshine and people will hate you because they're used to the rain. Be okay with shining regardless. And I loved it because it talked about apologizing. And, you know, I just don't want to, I don't want to go through life apologizing for being me or anything. So we do that as women, right? I'm so sorry I kept you waiting. Mm -hmm. Right. And someone said to me, how about you say, thanks for waiting for me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Or even just walking into a meet if you know you're late, whatever the issue is, (laughs) and just saying, hey, it's great to see you. Let's get started. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thanks for waiting for me. I love, and I, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I write an email and the person sent me the email like two days ago, and I'm like, oh, sorry, this is delay. I actually changed it to 
thanks for having patience in my reply. Right. So I don't even think you need to do that because we have created the expectation that we need to fix. So we have created this. I've, I've been trying to do this a lot, Alisa. You'll be so proud of me. I'm trying to not immediately respond to every freaking email that crosses my inbox. So I'm trying to shut down my email browser and then reopen it in a block of time when I have scheduled myself to deal with that email. And I will tell you, like, my initial reaction to that was, oh, my God, like, I'm so sorry for responding two hours late, right? It's absurd. I'm still checking the email. If I were in a deposition or in court, I wouldn't be checking that email. So I'm busy. I'll get to you in a normal course of a normal day. I will get to you. And we need to reset people's expectations of us. As you and I were talking about this program, we were talking about resetting people's expectations of what it means to be a wife and a mother. Yeah. So we have these ideas that we've bought into. We need to shed that. Or that we set for ourselves. Right. Sometimes I, I think we're very hard on ourselves. We have these ideas that we should be doing everything, you know, right away. Anybody needs us, you know, kids crying, jump right on it. Email comes in, jump right on it. We don't need to. It's okay not to. And guess what? Nobody died. (laughs) She had to figure out the issue herself. Yeah. She had to self-soothe. She had to sort of say, okay, so mom's not available right now, Mm -hmm. but I can work through this and she's stronger for it. And Alisa, you raised some tough cookie kids. (laughs) So listen, I I don't know what you're feeling guilty about. You're a fantastic mom. Well, I, I, I learned from the best and uh, I have a good, I have that good mom group, which includes you. This article that we also saw called 16 Time-Saving Hacks Working Moms Should Feel Zero Guilt About Embracing. And it really struck us that we felt, holy cow, we need to share this because it, again, it goes to, we got to stop apologizing because we feel like we should do everything. And my favorite one in the article was sit on your hands. And I was like, oh, my God, what is she talking about? Don't raise. And I I love it. So and, and, and she even says there was a time when I knew no better that I volunteered to be class parent. It was the first time I'd ever had a child at school. So I was full of enthusiasm. We've all been there. We've been like, oh, we love we have to be room parent. We have to do all this stuff. And then you realize, like, my God, I can't do that. Yeah. And you're a detriment to everybody. You're a disaster. And the mothers who do have time to do it are annoyed with you. Yeah. And let me tell you, the thing I ran into most, again, self-imposed guilt, right? But my daughter would say to me, so-and-so's mom is always at the class party. Yep. And she knows I'm a working mom. She was four. She has no idea what she's saying to me. I'm the adult in the relationship. I needed to be objective and say, you're right, hon. I'm really glad that so-and-so's mom can be there. And so, you know, I can't be there, but we'll do something fun at night. Yeah. Right. 
And that wasn't my response. My response was, okay, I'll be there. And so you're bending over backwards, breaking your back, you know, to get to these class parties where your kid doesn't want to have anything to do with you anyway, right? Well, I want to interview your daughter and say, so how many parties do you remember your mom being at at school? And she'll be like, I don't know. Did she come? Did she? Right. Yeah. Right. So did it matter? Right. I know. I know. And I at the same time, the stress you take on for yourself, yeah, but driving yourself bananas with yep. this impression of what it means to be a good mother, we need to knock it off. And and we need to be good to other mothers. Uh, we really do. We need to be. You know what? Those mothers that want to do it are freaking rock stars. Yes. They kill it. They're in there. They know everything. They go to Party City. They know where to buy stuff. They know how to organize it all. And by the way, they do it way better than I could ever do it. No. I just, I'm not creative. I don't bake well. <laughs> I would suck at it. I would, there's just, there's no two ways. But I also love, she said, like outsourcing it. And I know you've talked about being unapologetic about, look, I can't drive you there and I'm going to hire a service to drive you there. The driving thing is insane. And let me tell you, the driving babysitter is a godsend. (laughs) Just the, the creation of the concept of the driving babysitter. Let me tell you, the concept of Instacart, (laughs) let's just be real. So greatest thing ever. Go into Instacart. And you place your order and it shows up at your doorstep an hour later. After you place your order, it tells you how many hours you've saved, (gasps) not grocery shopping. And I'm up to like 600 hours. (laughs) (laughs) They're geniuses. Right? And I look at that and I go, you know what? Is the highest and best use of my time walking up and down aisles, throwing junk in my cart, or... Can somebody else who needs a job take care of that for me? And you can and use, and you can do that time. You can use that time with whatever. You can spend it with your kids. Exactly. You can spend it doing anything. Take a nap or, or, <laughs> or bill an hour, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. this is, but it's my time, my choice. And I don't like, there are some people who find going to the grocery store calming and therapeutic. Absolutely. Not one and, of those people. And more power to you. Right. And don't apologize that you like going to the food store. Right. Don't don't say, oh, I'm sorry. I really because I know people who get who are very they find it very soothing to like alphabetize their CDs or their or whatever it is. Or do laundry. Or do right? laundry. Some people yeah. love they find it methodical. They find don't right. apologize. Let me just be honest. Can't freaking stand it. <laughs> can't do it but see i love to cook and other people are like oh i can't stand it and some people tie it to like that i don't know you know that that thing that mothers have to do or a wife has to do or some pigeonholes them in some way and i don't feel that way i i feel it's very creative for me and and so i'm not apologizing that i love to cook i know typically women cook but I don't care. My husband cleans. Right. So can I tell you something you said was oh. a couple minutes ago really hit home with me. What? And it's that women need to start giving other women a freaking break. Yeah. Just stop judging each other. Just stop giving each other a hard time or the look of, oh, you didn't make the school party. 
or, oh, you're a stay-at-home mom. We None of us have the right to judge each other. No. We just don't. No, we don't. Because you know what? Everybody's worst day is their worst day. Yeah. And I, I feel like so many times, especially if you said like, oh, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And they're like, oh, nice. Must be, must be nice to be rich. Or the other response is, what do you do all day? And you're thinking, <laughs> That's not having right. been having done both in my long lifetime of raising children, right. it's like I can't say either one is easy or better than the other. They all come with the challenges. I do. I agree. We need to be more supportive of each other, no matter what choice we make. And I think as a whole society, we need to stop judging each other and right. shut the hell up. Your opinions to yourself. How's that? That's what we're going to end with. I love it. That's my tip of the week. Keep your opinion to yourself. That was perfect. As always, I love chatting with you, Elisa. Love talking with you too. We are. We'll be chatting next time, and I can't wait for it. And we'll catch you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Life Unedited: Working Women, a production of Smart Boss Media. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd like even more to help your business grow. If you have any questions or want to contact any of the folks on this podcast, you can just email us at info at smartboss.media. Also at smartboss.media, you'll find any resources and links that go along with this podcast. And you can find links to other podcasts and resources for entrepreneurs and learn how Smart Boss Media can help you get your business podcast launched and listened to like this one is. It's your one stop for information to help you listen, create, and thrive as an entrepreneur. Visit smartboss.media.